Hello, everybody, and welcome inside the What You Need to Know podcast. I'm your host, Tyson Ewing, play-by-play voice of Utah women's basketball. This is the What You Need to Know podcast that focuses on all things University of Utah women's basketball. We take an in-depth look of what's going on inside the program and let you know what you need to know. This is now episode 12 as we move right along into the get to know you section of the What You Need to Know podcast as we met with Kennedy McQueen last week and it's now our opportunity today to welcome in Peyton McFarland, a member of the very highly recruited class, the highest recruited class to ever come through the University of Utah. Peyton McFarland comes to us from Boise, Idaho. She was named the Gatorade Idaho Girls Basketball Player of the Year. So along with Kennedy, we get a state player of the year to play basketball here at the U. Peyton McFarland standing at six foot four. She attended Boise High School. She was ranked number 80 coming into last season, number 10 at her position. She was a two-time All-State selection and a four-time All-Southern Idaho Conference selection. She also won the Idaho Sportsmanship Team Award in 2019. So not only a good player, but also a very good sportsman as well. As a senior, she averaged 16 points, 9 rebounds, a block and a half, a steal and a half. And with that, as I mentioned earlier, was named the Gatorade Idaho Girls Basketball Player of the Year. She has a twin brother named Vincent who will be attending junior college, so her parents, Wendy and Andy, must be extremely excited and extremely proud of their children and what they are doing at the next level as they both will enter into their freshman years next year. So without further ado, let's welcome in the 6'4 freshman from Boise, Idaho, Peyton McFarland. Peyton, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing really good. Thank you so much. I appreciate you spending some time with us today and letting us get to know you. This is the first time that I've met you, and I'm really excited. I've been looking forward to this for a while. So um, thank you so very, very much for coming on and for being my guest today. Yeah, of course. All right. So before we get to the part where we get to know you better, the first question I always start out with, just because it's such a such a weird time right now because of COVID nineteen, how have you been spending your time in quarantine? Well, at the beginning, no one really knew much, and it was like really strict and everything. My parents set a schedule, and I was gonna be like, we wake up at eleven, have family breakfast, and then we were gonna have family workout, and then creative time, and then like walk the dog, and then homework time. It was really like scheduled, so we like stuff to do that lasted maybe a week and then after that it was a lot of like tv and facetiming and sleeping and eating that's about it <laughs> it's kind of the thought that mattered most right there right they wanted to have a regimented schedule for you but they couldn't quite get it after more than the week yeah all right let's get to know you a little bit better what i'll start out with is some basketball questions and then we can kind of get into the personal stuff so basketball wise what are some favorite memories that you have of your time spent at Boise High School? You were named the Gatorade Idaho Girls Basketball Player of the Year, so you definitely had some some really good moments, I'd assume. Uh, what are some highlights that you would consider as kind of the best memories that you have of playing high school basketball? I think it was my sophomore year. We had to go to the play-in state, so we had to drive four hours to go play this game, and 
we were down like 19 points in the first half and it was just rough and we didn't really think we'd make it but we were like okay we can't give up we drove this far and we really want to go to the state so we just pulled it out of somewhere and we came back and it was just it was so much fun i just remember getting so hyped for the team and it was like every steal every block every shot was just it was like amazing and then like in the end in the locker room we were so hyped i was like yes this is why this is why i do it it's for these moments right here that was probably my favorite that's terrific so out of sheer curiosity has basketball always been a big part of your life or is it something that you somewhat recently picked up on i mean i've been playing like clubs since like fourth grade but it was never super like serious until i started getting looked at and then i was like I have to go to all the practices. Like, I already went to all the practices, but that's when I got, like, really serious about it. it. was probably eighth grade, ninth grade. What are some favorite memories or highlights that you have of playing AAU basketball? I was on the same AAU team since fifth grade. So from fifth all the way till 12th, I had most of the same teammates. And I had the same coach. And every day was awesome. I love that team so much. My favorite was probably the last tournament we had. It was two tournaments in one, so I was, like, with them for a week. It was in Portland, and then we flew to Chicago. And it was, like, the Nike one, and we haven't been in, like, a super big tournament like that before. And it was just, like, overwhelming, so many teams. But we did surprisingly well for, like, a, a small team from Idaho. Like, everyone always doubted us. So I loved, like, shocking the teams. Like, they always walk onto the court so confident, like, we got this. And then we'd show up, and it was, like, it was really fun. So that was probably my favorite was the tournament in Chicago. Now is the time I'm going to kind of ask you to be a little selfish or to, to be a little boastful of yourself. I know it's never easy to do that, but I would love to know, according to you, what do you feel is your best attribute on the basketball floor? What do you do the absolute best? I think I'm pretty good at finishing in the paint. Like I've got pretty good back to the basket moves. I can usually get a shot off in traffic pretty well. And now what part of your game then? So since, you know, finishing around the rim is your best attribute, what part of your game do you feel that you are most looking forward to improving, especially over the next year as we hopefully get a season in and you have time to train with your new coaches? Definitely my shot, like my outside shot and my handling too. But I know my shot will be more relevant earlier than my handling. So I want to get, I want to work on shooting first, definitely. All right. So I love to ask this question just because it always intrigues me. I'm, a, I'm from Utah. You're from Idaho, which is probably the next closest state to Utah. So you kind of have a familiarity of, you know, what Utah is like. What led to your decision to choose the University of Utah? Well, they were with me for a really long time and I've, like the coaches and I bonded with them. And then I also wanted somewhere that was somewhat close to home, but like also far so I can have my independence and everything, but I can go home, it's like a five hour drive. And then I wanted to be in the Pac-12 also. And so I was like, Utah seems like a pretty good fit. And no doubt a team on the rise, especially with the addition of the recruiting class coming in this year, the highest ranked recruiting class to ever come through Utah. How cool is that to be able to say that in the entire history of Utah women's basketball, that you are one of four players on this list of the best recruiting class to ever come through the University of Utah? I feel like it's a little stressful. I feel like now we have to like prove that we deserve 
that title. But that's also, it's really cool. I'm like excited about that. And I'm ready to prove it. <laughs> well, I can't wait. No doubt about that. If you've seen Utah women's basketball, which I'm sure you have over the last couple of years, you've probably been able to see that their youth is really what has led them to success. So, you know, I have no doubt that you're going to come in and you're going to be another addition to that youth that's going to continue to help rise Utah to where they hope to be. So going back to when I said that Idaho is similar to Utah, um, what was your official visit like? Obviously, it was probably a little bit different than if somebody across the country or somebody from overseas comes over. Uh, but tell us about your, uh, about your official visit and what it was like for you. Kennedy actually told us on our episode last week that, that you and Donna were on the same recruiting trip. I'd love to kind of get your experience on how the trip was for you. I actually had a lot of fun. Obviously, it was my favorite one. <laughs> um, we went to Haunted World, which was so much fun because I love Haunted World. And that's like, that gave you time to like bond with the teammates without like the coaches being around or, or without like feeling like you had to bond with them, you know, like when you're just like in another room, I think you're just talking. But this way it was like you're bonding while also being scared and like running away. So it was just like, it was a little more informal. And so I liked that about it. And then we went to Coach Bob's house and their neighbors have this really cool backyard. And so we did like an obstacle course. And then that was a way for like all of us to work together. And like I said, we worked together and that was also really fun. So I just felt like I got along with everybody and my parents got along with the coaches and yeah, it was fun. It was like easy going. That sounds awesome. That sounds like it was a lot of fun. I tell you, Coach Rob, she's such an incredible person, especially when you're spending time with her when it's not formal. She's just so much fun to be around. You talked about how your parents bonded really well with the coaching staff and with Coach Rob especially. What I'd love to know now, we'll move off the floor a little bit. Uh, tell me a little bit about your family, uh, your parents' names, their jobs, what they do, if you have any siblings, depending on if they're older or younger, if they're in school or if they have jobs. I'd love to get to know your family. So could you tell me about your family? Yeah. So I have a twin brother and him and I are adopted and he's going to play basketball at Peninsula. It's in Washington. And um, then I have a younger brother. He's a little redhead, uh, 14 years old. And he's not really much into team sports, but he's into like kayaking and mountain biking and rock climbing and that type of and video games, very into video games, a lot. And then my dad is a firefighter, and my mom is a social worker. And what are their names? My dad is Andy, my mom is Wendy, and then my twin is Vince, and my little brother is Ian. So that's terrific then. Your brother and you, you both get to go and you get to play basketball at the next level. That's got to be super exciting, and I'm sure your parents are just super proud of you guys. So now we get to know your family a little bit. What is it that you like to do for fun with your family, with your group of friends, and just really what do you like to do by yourself? Well, with my family, we've been going on like river trips for all my life, like whitewater. Like we've gone on the Grand Canyon twice. We drove up to Canada to go on a river all over, like Idaho and Oregon and Washington. We've been on the rivers. And so I really enjoyed doing that. I'm going to miss those. Those are fun. A lot of outdoorsy things so like mountain biking kayaking I did that for a little bit and then I got too big I was like yeah and then see with my friends I like to go on drives really into like 
hour long drives and then we'll go like look at the sunset and just, just chill, just vibe. And then by myself, I write a lot like in my journal and then I like to read and sleep. I'll sleep any chance I can get. That's just smart right there. How terrific. I have been to Boise quite a few times, but I would love to know that if I were to take a trip out there and I asked you specifically, uh, what are some things that, sh that you would suggest that I would go see or must see sites? Must see in the summer, I would go on the, down the Boise River. And like, even if you're not like a really big water person, it's like minimal rapids, people float in like tubes, so it's not scary. It's really fun. There's things to like jump off of into the water. So I would definitely suggest that. And then we have this place called Freak Alley and it's downtown and it's just an alley of uh, um, graffiti. It's just really cool artwork and it changes. I think it like, changes like every month. I'm not sure, but it's just, it's a really cool area to go look of like artwork. In the winter, I definitely go up to Bogus. Then you can like oversee Boise. You don't necessarily have to go skiing or, or um, snowboarding because there's like a sledding hill. It's actually really great in the summer too. Nice hiking areas. It's not really great. Those are probably the two, three main places I would suggest. So I would probably say that Boise is an extremely underrated city. Would you agree with my assessment? And if so, why? Yes, I agree. Um, it's becoming a lot more populated, like really quickly. But I feel like a lot of people, yeah, haven't like heard of it or like, oh, you live in Boise. Um, I think just because there's not like a lot of like big things that people want to see, you know, like it's just not heard about. But it's just really cool because it's a small, not a small community, but it's like a community. Like everyone is nice. Um, it's really like outdoorsy. Like there's always people downtown. That's what I love about Boise. And, like you go downtown, there's um, downtown there's a bunch of restaurants, and then everyone's just walking around, and they're like outside. And I really love that. Yeah, no doubt. I think Boise is perfect for the outdoorsman person. I th I would highly suggest it for somebody that's outdoorsy. Okay, so now to to kind of go back to really trying to get to know you a little bit better as well. I'm going to ask you one question and I'm going to ask you the opposite of this question. And I will start with what is something in your opinion that a lot of people do not know about you? One that I like country. Everyone's always surprised when I say that. Like, Oh, you like country? And I'm like, yes, I like country. <laughs> I like all sorts of music. Honestly, the only thing I don't like is like rock, heavy metal, screamo, that type of stuff. But yeah, I like country. And then that I don't really watch basketball. So I don't know anything. Like, I know LeBron and, like, Curry and stuff because they're popular, but, like, I don't know their game. I don't know teams, men or women, and not really college either. I kind of just play it. <laughs> well, how great is that? That's really <laughs> cool, actually. I mean, not that I knew you before, but I can see how that would be something that would be definitely different that people wouldn't really know about you. So on the flip side... Because this is kind of an, int an introduction to Peyton McFarland, if there was something that you wanted to share about yourself that you'd really want Utah fans to know about, what would that be? Well, once you get to know me, I'm like a really goofy person. Like, I'll be shy and it takes a while, but like, once you know me, I like, I usually don't care what people think and I like to dance a lot and I know I suck at it. So it's cool because they're dancing, they're like laughing with me, not at me because 
I'm like laughing at myself because I know I suck at this, but like I'm gonna dance anyways. Yeah, I'm just kind of like a goofy person. <laughs> You're gonna fit in really nicely with the team that we uh, have already then. There are definitely some characters on the team. You're gonna love it. Not that you, I mean, I'm sure you already know that, but oh man, no oh, man, you'll fit right in. <laughs> so you don't watch basketball, something that we learned about you that, you that most people might not know. But do you have a favorite athlete? And that can be in really any sport. And why is it that you, you admire this person? The only game that I've like consistently watched is probably my brother's. So he might have to be my favorite athlete. <laughs> Maybe a little biased to that, but I think I'm his number one fan. That's awesome. So you're super proud of him. You're the one that always hypes him up. I'm always screaming, like, anything happens, like, I'm so animated when I'm watching him. He gets a dunk. I'm so excited. If he turns the ball over, I'm like, oh, my God, it's okay. You got it. Shake it off. You're good. Like, I'm, like, nervous for him. I don't know why. It's just Vince. And I'm, like, usually fine with everyone else. That's so cool. That's great. That's, what a great answer. I have not heard that one. So I appreciate <laughs> your honesty on that one. That's really, really cool. This may go along with it, but who is your hero and why? Yeah, it'd have to go with Vince, too. Just because I feel like being a twin is just, you're just on a whole other level. And he just understands things about me. And, like, I understand things. And, like, we can just do small little things, like, look at each other and, like, know what we're thinking at, like, the moment. Like, obviously not, like, telepathic, but, like, if our parents are talking and, like, we're annoyed, we can, like, look at each other and go, or, like, we do, like, the same little things, and it's just, I don't know, like, he knows if I'm, like, not okay, but I'll say I'm okay. And I can tell when he's starting to get mad about something, and it's just, I don't know, like, I don't know what I'd do without him. Definitely my brother. Okay, so now you talked about some things that Utah fans can look forward to you off the floor, kind of get to know you personally. Move on to the floor. What are some things that you think Utah fans can be excited about with you on the floor next year? I don't know so much my freshman year since I'll still be like shy and everything, but as I get to open up, I'm definitely will try and be like the number one like hype person um, on the bench. You can see me doing a bunch of cheers. You can like look forward for that on the court. Be excited about how much effort I put in. I don't know. I hope that they can just always tell that I'm trying my hardest with everything that I do. And it never looks like I'm taking a playoff. That's what I hope. That's so great to hear. I'm sure Utah fans love to hear that. Now you're moving from high school basketball. You played some AAU basketball, and you obviously you talked about how you appreciated the just how much the competition picked up when you went to AAU basketball, especially for your last tournament. But what are you most looking forward to about playing Division One basketball? Not just playing Division One basketball, but playing in what is considered to be the best conference in all of women's basketball. Well, obviously the competitiveness. But I'm also excited to, to up my game. Like, I'm excited to improve, to go against the – I don't know if this will happen this year, but, like, to go against the team at the beginning of the year and then see how I've improved against that team when we play them again, if we get that full season. <laughs> yeah, just a lot of question marks for sure, but that's, that's, that's definitely a really good piece. And, in fact, going back to Lola, who plays your position, she had that actually against Oregon State at the beginning of the year. Obviously, Oregon State's one of the best women's basketball teams in the country. She uh, did not play well. It was the first game that she had that she did not score a field goal. The next time she played Oregon State, she learned how their post player defends 
and she was able to get to the rim a lot easier. And she also got fouled a lot more because she kind of picked up on those weaknesses. So that's actually a great comparison on somebody that, like I said, you're going to be playing her position, playing alongside her. And uh, that's an example right there of somebody that did exactly what you said you hope to accomplish with such a weird year that we hopefully will get that opportunity. What about college now? Moving again back off the floor for a second. What are some things that you're looking forward to about attending college? I'm liking the independence and I'm excited to meet new people. It's kind of hard right now because there's none of the like meet and greet events that would usually be happening for freshmen. And there's like not very many people in my dorms and all my classes are online. So that's been a little difficult, but once those pick up, I'm excited for that. And I want to join something like some club or some like community service, something in the community. I'm not sure where yet or what's open. Do you know what you want to study? Right now, I'm leaning towards forensics. I think that's really interesting, but I don't know how long that'll last. It's kind of like a mild interest. And I know you were asked this as a kid, because everybody's asked this as a kid when they're younger, but is, do you know what you want to be when you <laughs> grow up? For the longest time, I wanted to be a vet. And so I kind of just said that throughout, like from like eighth grade, all the way to 12th grade, because that's just, I love animals. I love like outdoors. And I love like health things. I can't do human blood and human stuff. That just makes me really queasy. But like anytime we like go fishing or like see a dead animal, I like to like poke at it and like look at it. So I'm fine with animals. So I think that would also be really cool. That's so cool. That's so great. Now, do you remember anything specific about the campus that you really enjoyed going back to when you had your first visit or initial visit or since you've been up there, you've been up there for a couple weeks now, but is there anything specifically that you really enjoy about the campus? I don't really know where anything is yet, to be honest. I haven't really explored the campus. I was going to go on my bike and like bike around, but it's been like 90 degrees and I'm like, eh. Um, I'm excited to go to like our, our gym, like where we play. I don't know where that is, <laughs> but I'm excited to go there when that, when that happens. Is there any school or any campus in the Pac-12 that you're most looking forward to going to and competing against that team or just seeing their campus? I'm looking forward to going to Berkeley. Um, I've seen their campus because like I was recruited by them so I'm really they were like it was between University of Utah and Cal Berkeley so like I know them pretty well so I'm really excited to compete against the players that I met and I kind of know and the coaches those are that's probably my number one right now. That's so cool that's great. What is some advice that you would give to a young woman who wants to play sports just at the next level. I do know most people who have answered this question before say that they have to uh, sacrifice, whether that's time with their family, time with their friends. For example, Kennedy last week talked about how she sacrificed a lot of time with, a, uh, with her friends, but once she committed to a school, she was then able to kind of get a nice group of friends together and they spent their senior year spending a lot of time together. So um, did you feel that you had to sacrifice some time with your family and your friends? And do you feel that it's worth it? There was a lot of sacrificing. Like friends were like, you want to come out? But I practiced at like 5 a.m. I was like, I have to go to sleep or I'll be traveling. So there is a lot of sacrificing, but it's definitely worth it. Worth it Because like looking back, those tiny little moments, like it led to now. And then I got to spend a lot of time with my friends my senior year. 
So yeah, it's definitely worth it. Growing up, did you feel that there was somebody specifically, your brother could be somebody, but somebody specifically that helped you to get to where you needed to be, whether that was a parent, whether that was a trainer, a coach, or could be your brother, like I said, do you feel that there's anybody that you feel deserves a lot of credit for where you are now? It would definitely be my club coach. His name's Shambrick Williams. He hates when I, I don't know why, he hates when I give credit to anything or anything. He's like, it's all you, but I was trash at basketball. And the only reason why I, like, I played was because I was tall. So everyone just thought I was good, and I hated that. Like, oh, you're so tall, you must be, like, really good. And I was like, no, actually, I suck. And I'd be like, no, like, in the games, I wouldn't want them to pass me the ball. Like, it was, like, bad. And then I went to Hoop Dreams, which he was the coach of. And slowly but surely, I just, I got better. And I just, like, connected with him. We, we like, talk on the phone all the time, go out for, like, breakfast or something. But he just, he really helped me. And I would, like, call him, like, on off days and be like, hey, can we, like, go in and shoot? And be like, totally, like, for sure. And so 100% him. But then also our assistant, Leon Williams, especially my senior and junior year, I was, like, with him, like, every day in the gym. And he's just, he like knows what I need to work on. And he spends like the entire day in the gym. And I just love his commitment. And he has helped me too. So those two coaches, I would not be here without them. Peyton, thank you so very much. I really appreciate you sharing that with me. That sounds like you definitely are going to fit in extremely nicely with this team and cannot wait whenever that's going to be until we can get you on the floor and see what you can do. Super, super excited for you. Thank you for coming onto the podcast and allowing Utah fans and frankly myself as well to get to know you better. Thank you. Appreciate it. And that is Peyton McFarland. What a great person. And I really enjoyed being able to sit down with her and get to know her on a much more personal basis. It was really cool, especially to hear about the bond and the relationship that she has with her brother Vince. Looking forward to seeing what Vince can do up at Peninsula College. I actually know that school well. My older brother attended Peninsula College, was a basketball player up at that JC as well. So excited to see what he can do up there. But thank you so very much again to Peyton McFarland for uh, for spending time with me and for allowing me to get to know her a little bit better and for allowing you Utah fans the chance to get to know her better as well. She's going to be an exciting prospect coming into Utah next year. She fills a need that we will need, especially with Mo Corbin departing. Um, so definitely something to look forward to as we near the beginning of the season, if that season actually does come. Now time for some news and notes around the University of Utah women's basketball team. And again, another week, still not a lot of news out of the University of Utah, except for last Monday, right after I released the podcast, workouts as a team did begin. So again, more positive news that starting last week, the team was able to start working out together, whereas up until last week, it was just individual workouts. So again, progress moving forward with an opportunity to be able to play next season. Again, just making sure we're doing all we can not just in the state, but in the entire country, to allow college athletics to go ahead and have a season. So, again, good news there out of the University of Utah that they have started doing team workouts or group workouts and not just individual workouts. 
Now moving to the professional level, as two Utah Utes were represented in the WNBA as they started their season this past weekend, Megan Hoff with the Minnesota Lynx and Leilani Mitchell with the defending champion Washington Mystics. Uh, we'll start with Megan Huff. Megan did not see playing time in the Minnesota Lynx come from behind victory over the Connecticut Sun on Sunday as the Lynx did not have a good first half. In fact, it was the Lynx lowest scoring first half since 2016, but they brought it together in the second half and were able to come away victorious over the runner-ups last year in the WNBA. So congratulations to Minnesota for their come-behind victory. But as I mentioned, Megan did not see time on the floor. Here's to hoping that will change as the season rolls along. The Washington Mystics, as I mentioned, the defending WNBA champions, and Leilani Mitchell, the defending or returning sixth player of the year from last year. Leilani Mitchell started for the Washington Mystics on Saturday, she played 26 minutes, was 2 for 3 from the floor, had 5 points, 4 rebounds, and 4 assists in the Mystics' runaway victory over the Indiana Fever 101-76. to So congratulations to both former Utes, Leilani Mitchell and Megan Huff, as their teams got victories uh, this past weekend to open up WNBA play. Now time for this week's schedule for the Utah Utes' former players. There are three games this week to catch uh, by next week. They will be on Tuesday, July 28th, Thursday, July 30th, and Saturday, August 1st, as both the Lynx and the Washington Mystics will be in action on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. On Tuesday, the Mystics will take on the Sun at 5 o'clock. The Lynx will take on the Storm at 8 o'clock. On Thursday, the Mystics will take on the Storm at 4 o'clock on ESPN Monad, and the Lynx will take on the Chicago Sky right after at 6 o'clock. Then on Saturday, the Lynx will take on, again, a rematch of Sunday's game as they'll take on Connecticut again at 2 o'clock. And right after that game, the Mystics will take on the Chicago Sky. So you can catch Leilani Mitchell and Megan Huff in action this week, again on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. So be sure to catch that WNBA action. And again, fans, as a reminder, be sure to renew your 2020-2021 season tickets today. Deadline is August 14th. As a reminder, because of all the uncertainty around the upcoming schedule, there are three different ways that if the season gets either postponed or gets canceled or uh, some games get canceled or some games get postponed, either way, there are options for you. Credit the money paid for the 2020-21 season towards the following year 21-2022, if there is a reduced schedule, there will be a price reduction as well. And you can also get a full refund if that uh, if the season is canceled as well. So still giving you options if there is any change to the upcoming season. So again, the deadline, August 14th, season tickets, $100 for floor seats and $25 for general admissions. Fans can renew their season tickets by visiting utahtickets.com or by calling or texting the Utah Ticket Office at 801 581 8849. Again, that's 801-581-8849. August 14th will be that deadline.
This is the What You Need to Know podcast. I am Tyson Ewing. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. Be sure to catch us on Apple Podcasts, on Podbean.com, as well as the Podbean app, and online at utahutes.com. I also have an announcement as well, as I have expanded the What You Need to Know podcast. You can also now catch us on Spotify, as well as TuneIn and the Alexa app. So you can just go tell your Alexa app to play the What You Need to Know podcast with still some more platforms becoming available shortly. There is also a website that you can go to, whatyouneedtoknow.podbean.com, to be able to listen as well. So now plenty of platforms for you to be able to enjoy the podcast. But again, thank you to Peyton McFarland for spending time with me today. Coming up next week, we'll get to know Donna Tembu. Another freshman, this time from Canada. Have a wonderful week. We'll catch you next week as this is the What You Need to Know podcast. And as always, go Utes.